I'm starting to remember now. Sorry, man. I, it, it, it's all coming back to me. So I'm starting to remember now what it was that I realized the other night. So I, so I left my phone off. Okay, so there's a couple of different pieces here, right? Where, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult. I, I have my, my, my phone just sitting right here, so I'm just going to put that over there now. But it's easy to just have this constant companion, this, this digital thing, and it, it, it's like always there, and it's always accessible, and you can go and touch it. And I, I think I, I just turned it off the other night, and um, I went to the dining table, and there's, we've got some books there. And I just started pulling them out and just literally reading them cover to cover, like these reference books. So there was like uh, the, the Banksy book, talk, you know, from uh, talking about Banksy's work and, and a story in that. And it's really, it was just like, man, cover to cover, every single image, every single caption. Um, and then I, I read the Le Corbusier book. Um, and then there was a couple of others just, you know, sitting there. And I was like, man, this, it, it took me back to when I was... A child, right? And I'll just sit there reading book after book, and and I I had my little notebook there, and I was making you know notes of things that I found interesting, and I, and I realised like if I had just been sitting there on on Wikipedia, I would remember nothing. Um, but by by being on um, being on you know writing it down, um, yeah, I've, I've got this. You know, I've, I've, I've remember, remembered a lot of it, and I was like, "Man, that's that's what it means to study. Um, that's what it means to, um, to to kind of learn." Do you as, miss as that from university? Do you miss like uh, being able to 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 really study? You know, because we we sort yeah. of don't do that anymore, right? I mean, we've lost touch with that since you leave university or college or whatever. You don't properly study anymore and and i i certainly do really miss that yeah and and i think it's also the technology has um you know they, they, we had smartphones at that time but they weren't as um immersed in our life you know they were still something that you just kind of mm. you use you weren't you weren't on it constantly and um it's interesting because the i got this i got this quote here so le Corbusier, so it was eight, he was, you know, he was born 1887, died 1965, and there's this like tagline that goes with the book, and it's like the lyricism of architecture in the machine age. Um, and I just like I, just, I was just going through it because I mean he's one of my favourite architects, mm. and um, I was going through his just everything he said. Um, you know, teach your children that a house is only habitable when it is full of light and air. And when the floor and walls are clear, it, like I, I don't know, it's just understanding like where he came from, and then seeing like these old black and white photos, mm. and and just the attention to detail, and um, just the life, and 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 the way these people lived. Because I, I read that, and then there was another book I read, um, which was just um, like a, des- a general design book, Terence Conran on design, and it was just like hundred. 100 best designed things ever kind of a kind of a book and it's like just looking at it okay, and it was it's an old book from like maybe the 90s and it was like you realize that the way we live now is almost like i don't think anyone could respect that like these old you know if, if you went back in time and told these people this is how we would live in the future with this like mcdonald uber you know food as a service like future people be like man that's that sounds like dystopia to me <laughs> um you know what i mean like well i imagine it sounded very uh, comfortable for them back then um but yeah i mean we are well, just chasing comfort now right i saw well, uh, i saw not, a really disturbing real. advert the oh, other. Yeah? Mm. it's not real comfort to say yeah oh sorry no it's, it's not real comfort because um so so Oh man, how do I describe this? Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm just trying to bring my thoughts together here. But like, I realise the thing that gets me is this aesthetic corruption, right? It's um, like like the Le Corbusier sitting there in his his small human designed you know apartment in, in in Paris or something, and drinking from a you know drinking coffee from a little a little cup, and and they're sitting there reading you know the classic literature, and that's like 
just this 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 image of like designed you know he's he's on a on 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 an eames chair and he you know like this designed kind of life and i was like man that's that's so cool um but nowhere in that story is there a technology company that's like in his life monitoring everything or is there nowhere in that story is there a government who's like politicizing everything it's like the high point of of design or, or something kind of modern modernism and kind of the primacy of man and and the, these ideas like I, I don't know man i'm just i i remember just being engrossed with it and and um i i feel i i don't feel that i wasn't feeling that in my day-to-day life but I, i'm trying to change my approach to that but what what, what, what were you saying um I, just going back to the comfort thing like how how um i mean we we've talked about this a little bit before like how i don't know what it's like in new zealand but over here the the trend is towards groceries being delivered to you in oh, yeah. minutes Click, clicking right yeah yeah and yeah. and this is this is something that is, is just in overdrive at the moment and it's it's a real cultural thing like like people are talking about this at work at lunchtime and and stuff like that and you know oh you got to sign up to this 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 company because they deliver groceries and i've got a 10 pound gift you know i've got a 10 pound referral code you can sign up and get 10 pounds off your first order blah 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 um and and it, it really scares me but i was walking down the high street the other day um and i saw an uh, i saw a bus stop advert and it was just a picture of a couch and above above the couch it said um it said something really depressing like you spend half of your life sitting on a couch so make sure it's a comfortable one and i was just like holy fuck sorry i apologize for swearing but like that's what a depressing advert you spend half of your life sitting on a couch it was something like that look one third maybe one third of your life you spend one third of your life sitting on a couch to make sure it's a comfortable one so we're, we're starting we're starting to get to the idea <laughs> and and this this so sorry again like the, the coffee the coffee is kicking in but like we're getting to the idea and that this is what blew my mind and i honestly had this this like epiphany this the other night right so i'm sitting there late at night reading these reference books and there's you know it's, it's architecture it's it's design it's the ascension of technology and man and, and philosophy and literature and everything like coming together to create this like better world um and it was a world where you know you've got still these like handcrafted elements right because 1940s 50s 60s you know not it, things weren't fully industrialized yet there was still brass fittings that were made from hand you know made by hand and there's still these like elements of this kind of human humanist sort of touch but it's also meshing in with like um kind of the new world post-war kind of everything's kind of coming together with the international style and technologies kind of help us lead better lives and that was the promise and I just realized like that promise has failed like life for a lot of people has become this mundane activity that has been tempered by technology it's the comfort it's the 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 tittytainment I think they call it you know like the dumbing down of 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 entertainment media and it's comfortable only in the sense that it's physically maybe somewhat comfortable but there's no spiritual comfort in that you know there's no satisfaction or achievement and it was like ugh, I, I felt myself being well I'm on the outside of that but I, I can feel its presence um, and I look at these like images of like these old houses these old workshops and the kind of the artisanal approach that these guys had to say you know crafting a table or something you know and it's it's a one of a kind it's this thing and it's this like authenticity and it's maybe it's a dream man i don't know maybe it was never real like that but um 
I just feel like everything we've become commodities. We've become Uber drivers for our own life. You know, <laughs> like yeah, like just just you know, click the button and you know Consuming. we're just filling the hole. You know, <laughs> but what, look, I want to go back to what you said about spiritual comfort because um, this is an interesting topic. Like, you know, is there such thing as spiritual comfort? Like, can you ever really be spiritually comfort comfortable? So. Um, so I'm working on this novel, right? I sent you my draft. Um, and yeah, I've been reading, and we, we should talk about that later, but I, last night I was just doing some reference reading. Um, and they have this Tibetan Book of the Dead, um, which is, you know, Buddhism, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the early works that was translated into English. And I was reading it last night, and I was like, man, this is, this is next-level stuff. Like, these guys have worked it out um, and we've forgotten and you know they talk about you know the, the the cycle of life all of these ideas and it's like I mean it's quite big concepts but I can't say I take comfort from it but to see it laid out as a fact pretty much it's like quite um, I don't know it's, man, I, I don't even know what to say man like, it's it's like we're not even having these conversations. We you know we're, we're so in, in this this material realm at the moment, and people are trying to hold on to it, you know. And it's like it's not it's not healthy, I don't think. And so your whole life, you're just sort of chasing that thing, and then when the time comes, you're not ready for it for for the eternal anyway. Um, I don't I don't even know, man. <laughs> But if we think, I mean, if we think about spiritual in the in the terms of like, uh, say, meditation, or sort of being more more in touch with um, your mind, then I would argue that uh, like meditation is it's never really comfort. It's it's the comfortable doesn't even come into it. Like we can't even talk about meditation as comfort. Because you're sort of, um, you're, when you're meditating, you have to sort of train your mind to um, stop uh, doing what it does best, right? Just like uh, going absolutely haywire and trying to, to, to trying to show you this image that it remembers from five years ago or, or try to sort of like, uh, oh, remember you were supposed to do this thing uh, last week, but you didn't do it. You know, that's what your mind is doing normally. Um, so meditation, which I equal to being spirituality, I think, um, if I'm not wrong, then it's sort of you're you're having to fight against your mind. You're having to switch off your mind and um, be at peace with nothingness. Be you know being still stillness. Um, so I don't know if that's comfortable, man. I don't know if you can be. Uh, I don't know if you can be spiritually comfortable. I think it's so, like spiritually aware. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so I I don't even know what I'm trying to say here, but I. I so I was having a squiz, you know, just skimming through the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Nice. And yeah. so th they call it the bardo. It's like the the state of being, which meditation is one, dreams are another, your birth and your death are another. Um, right. And the like that state of when you're just like falling asleep. And you're just kind of like your mind starts to wander, and, and it just everything starts to melt away, and then you you fall asleep. You know that that mm. feeling, right? Mm. That's that's the bardo that he that they talk about, um, and and it's like methods and what what that means and stuff. And um, I mean, I, I don't know anything, but it's uh, it's super interesting because it's it's like you you let go of you know because you you don't turn off all of that stuff, but you disconnect from it. And, and it's still all kind of happening. Maybe the stuff like, oh, I need to do this or I need to do that, that maybe that stuff goes away. But, like, if you, you jump from image to image and scene to scene and everything gets connected and it's, it's just like the river of existence that you're just sitting there watching flow by. 
and that's that's like the bardo state that meditative state and yeah it's i mean I, I don't even know i mean like people talk about meditation i don't even know really but that's what i take it as it's like sitting there watching the river flow by that's that's actually um that's exactly how it's described but sometimes it's it's described as like um you're sitting beside a like a busy highway and or um, a busy motorway and cars are driving past and these cars are your thoughts and you just have to sort of step back and let them come in and then let yeah. them go out uh, or you yeah. can imagine it's clouds or a river yeah there's so many things yeah um, just dri- they're just driving by and exactly um, you just got to let them go and i think what they suggest is that upon upon death that it's just a, an eternal state of that where all things at all time are just flying past forever until you choose your next womb door he talks about and that's getting a bit woo woo but like um, that's it's really interesting and it's like when you realise that as a as a device for appreciating our time on earth and the work that we must do um, in this state what, like why, why are we here like like tell me what like because um, I watched Office Space the other night do you know that movie is is that what's yeah I think I've he's seen like tell time. me what do you do at Intertech like um, and it's just this reflection of like the cubicle and like 90s like office work like mundane work and this guy it's kind of like a comedy does um, he have a breakdown or, comedy. or something eh? does he have a breakdown a massive mental yeah. breakdown he, or he, he gets hypnotized and, and so he hates his job and then he gets hypnotized and he just stops caring and he just like lets go and he's and then he's like turns you know turns into this happy guy and it, it, I mean it, it's 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 really interesting because it's Mike Judge who's um, king of the hill and idiocracy and all of that and and so it's a little bit tongue in cheek and he's like oh I went you know the guy gets hypnotized and suddenly he loves his life now and everything's okay but it's mm. this quite kind of reflection almost of like Americanism where it's like oh, just you know just go and get see the therapist and, and you're going to be okay you know and it's going he's going to cure you and your problem is this one thing and we can just tick the box and it's going to be fixed um and uh yeah anyway it's 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 a classic film um it's it's super funny um but yeah it's it's kind of like what is taking take it from a perspective that there is this eternal river of existence and all things and eternity and blah 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 that you and it's a state that you can feel when you're in your dreams and when you are meditating and potentially when you're born and when you die is the same state of existence assuming that as as like a baseline what does that mean for the way you undertake your life while here on earth and man that sounds so strange to say that but like what does that what what do we have to do why we're here what is our purpose that's that's the big question right and isn't that what we're trying to find out what everyone is trying to find out for themselves and they're trying to find out what uh brings them their ikigai yes and taking the time like taking the time to do that is really important but there are things along the way which can get in the way of seeking that out and these things which may seem comfortable at first but actually they are barriers to really seeing you know connecting with that ikigai and i think that's a travesty and a shame you know and comfort netflix on on your most comfortable sofa i don't know if that's i mean maybe if, maybe i'm not I can't judge. Well, I think it's just that there's a lot of people who are not thinking about these things at all. Like, uh, you know, the simple question of um, why am I here? What, what what am I doing with my life? I think it's for a lot of people that's a really scary question that they are not um, <clears throat> they're not equipped to answer. So they just ignore it, um, and I think I think it's it's a really good question to ask yourself. But for a lot of people, it's just far too scary. 
um, because they don't they don't like that they don't have an answer, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think about this almost every day. You know, why am I here? And the best I can, the best I, I can come to is something to the effect of yeah, yeah there is a baseline there is a, a universal truth of um you know something to the effect of these the bardo where you know there's this this eternal universal everything that we are all part of but we just happen to have this short period of time where we are when you know in this state and in this state we need to do the things which humans must do as Marcus Aurelius talks about you know the olive tree makes olives and and, and the vines make grapes you know the the things each thing has its has its purpose and its and its role and its function and the function of man is to uh, endure hardship and suffering to love and to care to create and to um, do all of those human things and those can be very basic things as well such as cooking and eating um you know, you know like cooking food sharing a meal like these are actually really human things that separate us from the the animal you know the other animals um and to turn your back on that sort of stuff is actually to turn your back on humanity to turn your back on loving thy brother and th- thy neighbor um is is to turn your back on what it actually means to be human and so if you were to become a olive tree and not grow olives then there's a problem right and so if you were to become a human and not do human things then there's a problem and that's a sickness and that's something that we should all work together to help fix but we don't have that take on it and so people aren't necessarily always doing and myself included when I'm not always doing the human the human things I should do um, and I'm deceiving myself just to think that I I am just kind of chugging along (laughs) so what is it that you feel like you're not doing uh what human things do you feel like you're not doing i mean i I get i get caught up in in the political sphere and i mean it's it's pretty easy to look at the world as as we talked about and i think man this place is you know it's going to hell in a handbasket as they say it's you know you get get caught up in, in ideology you get swept up into all of these things and you know, there's there's fear, there's panic, there's all sorts of things going on. But um, it's not the first time, and it's not the last time that it's it's happened. Um, in fact, it's pretty mild, really. You know, we've got the technology to actually fight all of the problems that we face. I mean, the problems that we made, but um, we've got the technology to fight back as well. So it's like, yeah, we, we can kind of get through this. Um, but if we give up on it within our soul then it's kind of like we've lost it. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, what do you, what do you think? Um, I think it's something that I'm... This is something that I'm thinking about a lot recently. Like, you know, what... Or not what, but who, who am I? Um, and, yeah, what am I here to do? Um finding my ikigai my my life's my life's passion um but most of all i just i'm like i just want to feel joy like i want to i feel like being human is uh is is just about sort of like in, enjoying life i i think that's really important and i think a lot of people myself included, can get caught up in living so that we don't quite enjoy ourselves. And um, if I look back at all my happiest times in life, it's sort of like when I've been um, accidentally just enjoying life, you know, just accidentally finding joy in, in everyday things. Yeah, yeah, sort of... It's like periods of suffering punctuated by moments of joy and bliss. Yeah. It's like the human human condition. Um, yeah. And, and seeking out just being, 
you know, seeing, seeing appreciating the the artist artistry that goes into every everything, mm. the threads of existence where um, every object, every building, every every street has this story and connection to all other things, and you can kind of follow it. And when you try and fight against that with this all-encompassing um, commodification and atomization of society and objects, it takes um, a lot of effort to overcome that inertia where, you know, every meal is behind a, an Uber Eats and every every moment is commodified and experienced and, and broadcast and, and into, into, into a little video. You know, like, I, I think that's where a lot of the the pain comes from is like trying to capture the moment when all you need to do is recognize in yourself that it's this this is the moment and not even think about it mm. you're just in it you know is it possible um you know i think if you log on to instagram these days it's just everybody i mean it's always been like this right it's just everybody documenting their lives are they really living their lives if they're it's so caught up with anthropology? Doing yeah, it's like yeah. presenting the, pr- the presentation of the self. Yeah, in the way that you want to come across. Yeah, man. You know, I've noticed over the last few years, I've become a lot less conscious of my appearance, and um, obviously, I <laughs> obviously I'm less conscious of how I look. But I'm I'm not trying to. I found myself being trying less and less to be like oh, I'm, I'm this this thing, you know. Like I just, mm. I just am the thing. Like, <laughs> does that make any sense I, at all? I like, think you and I are both um, cartoon characters now. Like, yeah. I always look the same, and you always <laughs> look the same. And I think it's a great thing. I, I think everybody should embrace the cartoon character way of life. Um, because you know it, it really simplifies what you wear um, and sort of like how you come across being being authentic to yourself being real man I just I mean I'm saying that but do I do I really know what it means I because I, I, I yeah I had this conversation with someone just talking about like why we work and why we do what we do in there and it's like the, the, like the conclusion that you get to is like at the end of the, at all after all of it is like you just need to do just do it and like that's just do it just do the work do do your thing everything else is just fluff but like it's like everything else is the scaffolding you need to to understand it because um, if it was that easy oh I mean it, it is that easy but it's not that easy Man, it sounds so cryptic. Sorry, am I making any sense uh, at all? That was very cryptic, um, <laughs> but it was very Cody. I like, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah, yeah. Just doing what doing what you must do, and 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 that seeking that, find you know, trying your best to head in that direction, and along the way you will be helped the you know the 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 machine will help you get to where you need to go um but, but if you're just floating it's hard you know you're, you're directionless you're on the ocean floating no stars out it's a cloudy you know cloudy sky you haven't got a direction you're you're just sort of floating on the ocean Yes. Sometimes floating can can also lead to lovely things there. Like I I feel like you and I both floated to Japan for for example. I, I maybe you didn't, but I certainly floated to Japan and I certainly floated to um Malaysia and and South Korea as well. I was sort of like I wasn't quite sure on my direction and I was like even if I go back to university like I feel like I floated into um, my my course there uh, so I, I think there is there is a case for a little bit of floating but as long as um, as long as you're, you're, you're sort of working towards something you have some guiding light you have some kind of uh, 
some some beacon that you're working towards. I think then then so, it works. So apparently, I don't speak French, but apparently, in Romance languages like French, derive has many meanings. Like in English, it's just got one meaning to you know derive the number, derive the meaning from something. But in yeah. French, it can also mean to drift afloat on an ocean directionless meaningless just sort of and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not smart enough to understand what that means but I can feel it and that's where my derive kind of comes from is like just drifting floating let the city guide you um, and I almost I mean that's exactly what we just talked about <laughs> it's like we kind of knew the answer already yeah we did you 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 do have to and i think when life gets too serious you start to get a bit too anxious and nervous and you sort of lose sight of that that derive nature you know it's really key i i I, I think there's man it's like we're in these interesting times where who knows what's going to go on man like any any day now something else will happen you know some big world current affair will, will take place and, and it will be interesting and there'll be um, hot takes and people will be interested in, in what it means and all of that but I kind of long long for those old days <clears throat> where we were young and beautiful and life was just the immediate surrounding of what we did what, who we spoke with just kind of like floating around, talking to everybody, just seeing how different people live. Mm. I often quite get, get quite nostalgic about this in my writing, like just kind of like the summertime. You know, like the, the summer Matsuri the festival in Japan and you're just sort of w- wandering through the stalls and it's like each stall has something to tell you. Each one has a, an attraction, kind of like a Steppenwolf. You know, each door has this like little experience and it's like, that, for me, there's there's youth. It's kind of like you get to just go into one door, you go into another door. But then as you get older, you start just traipsing down the hallway, not even looking at any of the doors. Right. And um, it's like, where are you going? You know, can you just go and enjoy a walk along the waterfront? Can you just go and enjoy sitting in a cafe? Which I did yesterday, actually. I went to a nice little cafe that I haven't been to before, and I just was with Rena, and we were just watching the people walk past, and... It was like, man, that was. This is like my favorite, like literally, like my favorite thing in the world right now. Like I'm, I'm 100% content with this moment, as I sit here drinking this coffee and just watching people drift past. And I was like, man, that's a pretty cheap way to have a good time. Like, it's not some expensive, you know, thing. It's like I'm just having a. This is what I want to be doing at this exact moment. This is where I should be. And. It should be like that all the time, I guess. I, th- I I think it should be. And I think that's going back to what I was talking earlier about joy, finding joy in life. I think these small moments um, are the key to having a good life, right? Because that, like you said, is not expensive at all. And you didn't have to plan it. You didn't have to, you know, take a train it was serendipity yeah yeah it was serendipity exactly right that's that's right that's a perfect description of it it's serendipity and these these little moments in our life actually make up most of our life right and that's that's key but what about like the future you know you and i we always talk about the past um and and talk about nostalgia a lot but like do you are you starting to think about sort of the future and and what that might hold for you and what you might try to get out of that. Oh, man. You know, I think I used to think about the future more. Mm. I used to dream and visualize and think about, like, where I would be and and that. But in a way, there's a few things I do think about um, long-term that I'm trying to plan for. But overall, like, I've kind of achieved the vision that I had that I used to dream about like I'm kind of there and so the next thing that I'm trying to think about 
as maybe some you know in terms of projects you know kind of the kind of work that i want to do mm. that's that's what i think about a lot so i, I don't i don't really think concretely about the future kind of as a total system because well maybe a little bit but not like the old days was oh, i'm here but i really want to be here because um, i've kind of i've moved here quite a lot so you know i moved quite close to being here so now i'm like well what project do i really want to launch in the next little while what a what kind of work do i want to do what kind of person do i want to be kind of slight course corrections but generally heading in that direction um but i think i still get quite nostalgic i think that's one of the strongest feelings that i feel like and it's interesting because at each phase you i'm always nostalgic for the phase before but not the one before that <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah so right now i'm like man do, do you remember those days of running wild and cycling through the back streets of Tokyo or something you know and it's like okay but before that I was like oh do you remember when we were at university and it was this like beautiful little moment and I could go and I had my belonging and then before that I was like oh do you remember when we were at school, high school you know and it's like I'm always thinking about just the prior life even though there were hardships to be had at that time how do you feel about that? I know exactly what you mean um and it, it it always happens right like you, you when you're in a situation like living in uh Japan living in another country uh, very foreign from your own um you can't wait to leave right you you, you can't wait to get out because of this or you can't wait to get home and and see your family or see your friends or Oh, I can't wait to do that thing that I used to do always and I can't do here in Japan, for example. Um, but then when you leave and when you actually do go back home, you suddenly you suddenly start to, to remember all those things that you took for granted. And it, of course it has happened with me after leaving Japan. Like I miss so much or, or so many things that I was just taking for granted and I wasn't focusing on in Japan the, the little things that I really should have appreciated like um, like yeah just going just going to an izakaya alone and sitting and having some karage and drinking a beer and having a cigarette maybe and chatting to the chefs and this kind of feeling, this this kind of feeling that I had when I was there, I cannot have that here in the UK. It just it, it's impossible with our kind of culture and our service culture is very different from Japan. So you can't have those kind of conversations that you would have with uh, somebody in Japan here. It's quite impossible. Even with Japanese people here in the UK, it's it's different it's, they're, they're quite yeah. different it's quite quite specific like things right like I think you know, it's always there's a strong desire to go back and no matter what it is but you, you can never go back but you can you can dream about it and I I take a lot of comfort though thinking about those things and, and in a way I, f I feel like derive it's part of that because when I walk around even Wellington and I remember where I was 10 years ago because it, it doesn't feel that long ago but there's like literally so much like every buildings have changed like places have changed people have moved on and I sometimes see people from those old days and they're sort of like oh, you know they're a bit older you know downtrodden and it's like that that shine of mm. youth that we had that kind of gloss has kind of t tarnished a little bit and um, I I knew this girl and um, I've seen her a couple of times just walking down the street and stuff and, and our eyes just sort of made contact and just for a moment there I was like transported in my mind back to like the old days and I was like man like this, uh, you know how some, like sometimes just a, a, an image or a smell or something can just 
take you back like it's like just pull you back like instantly just scrub on the video to like another point in time and and i i, I every, every now and then I, I feel that sensation or and if i see somebody that i knew from the old days and it's like wow you've you've changed and so have i and the fact that we had that moment together so at some point in the past has contributed to the tapestry of both of our lives and I don't regret that I can't go back but I'm thankful that we had that moment you know it sounds a lot like your book which uh, oh. which I think oh, we should man. definitely talk about man <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's coming together my apologies for some of the grammar and stuff but um oh don't worry about that it's um how, how far through are you so I'm 75% uh, thank you, Kindle, for reminding me how seventy-five percent of the first half. Yeah, yeah. So se- yeah, uh, so seventy-five percent of the first nine chapters. Um, so are you? Is this fifty percent? Is it nine chapters? Is fifty percent? Yeah, right. Eighteen. Nice, I nice, think nice. you got thirty-two thousand words in that, and I think yeah. the total book's about sixty-six right. at the moment. I think it probably needs to be over seventy. Yeah, with like in its final form, but um, it's it's coming together. Yeah. What what do you think? So it's great. I've made um, a lot of notes, so I want to actually have a proper debrief situation with you where mm. we where we have a proper chat about all my notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's nice, man. It's it's really nostalgic. It's really <laughs> romantic. It's it's very. Um, I can tell the length that you've gone to write some of these pages. Like I can really feel how much effort and time you've put into just even descriptions about places or or, or a moment or, or even like the tiniest little thing I can feel the amount of effort you've put into it um, I really there's a lot of um, I don't know if it's intentional but there's a lot of references to my my song track names and uh, I quite <laughs> like that that was oh, obviously really lovely <laughs> yeah there's a couple of there's a couple of moments where you say uh, motion or you say the cloud nocturnes or you say well even in this conversation today you just said ascension like you're just dropping like you're peppering your language with my I, my I, song names yeah I, nice. I think I, I don't know if it was even intentional I mean I, I think, think they're just words that yeah. I am attracted to like they special words you know yeah yeah um but it's lovely it's it's a really nice read and i think yeah as as a whole i think i'm I'm really looking forward to where it's going like at the moment we've just met quite an important character clearly um so i'm really excited to see where it's going and i have no idea at the moment where it is yeah, going man. so i'm on chapter yeah. seven or something i think there's two chapters left of this half yeah no i uh, thank you i um it's 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 a real mission it's gotten to this point it's taken two years well over two years to get to this point um but it's, it's like I, I need to just socialize it now and, and talk through it because i've got the form it's like you know it's pretty much 18 chapters there might, might be one extra chapter potentially at one, at, in the future but it's pretty much at, you know the, the form is, is set the draft and the, the overall structure is set and that that what you're reading is kind of second draft that's gone through and I've, I've really tried to bring it together um, the challenge is trying to resolve that in the second half which is where I'm at at the moment and that is coming together you know I'm working on it every day every every night pretty much without fail I'm working on the book and now I've discovered that because I can easily send it to the Kindle I didn't realize you can just email it to your Kindle I'm able to do that and then every night read it you know before bed and then make further notes and pick up um, kind of just flow flow issues and kind of a little bit more stuff like that which is um, kind of the next step is just really tightening it up and doing a line edit you know line by line edit and that sort of thing which is, is coming together but um, it's really important to me and I feel such a responsibility to write I, I can't not I, I feel quite guilty actually if I don't touch it for a day or two um, 
which I mean it's not a bad thing, but it's like uh, what the the things I'm talking about. I have to put it on paper, you know, um, and especially that first half, which is kind of, I mean, it's just yeah, it, it's exactly everything we've talked about, you know. Like, it's very inspired by um, Wong Kar Wai, I think, right? It seems well, his stuff has a very dreamlike yeah. state of yeah. being. Um, and I think, yeah, we're drinking from the same fountain, so to speak. Um, but yeah, so no, I appreciate you taking the time to work through it, and um, we'll have a proper debrief at some point. I've already changed, because oh, I started reading through it as well at the same time I sent it to you, and I've already made a few changes, so some of them might have already been fixed, but um, yeah. That's, yeah, man. I'm that's my well done. Yeah, it's my career as a as a writer now, sort of starting to. So how are you writing also, it? Is it a sorry? scrivener? Yeah, scrivener. Um, mm. uh, and just start. It started out just as pretty much like pretty much the first chapter is like was the beginning, mm. um, which sounds a bit silly, but like that. I thought it was going to be self-contained, but it's spiraled out into you know seven sixty-six thousand words. Um, but yeah, man, that's um, I, I I feel so I, I feel responsible. I like at the end of that, I, f- I feel like a huge responsibility to write this book, mm. and then also the next book, which I've already got sitting there. That's kind of like, I got to get this one done and then come do the next one, but one thing at a time. Is it like the same story or uh, completely different? Mm. No, it's actually the first book I started writing. Um. Yeah, well, it's um, it's about home, and uh, that's a whole other topic. But um, yeah, that, I'll come back to that one um, at, uh, at some point in the future. But for the moment, this this one will be is my focus, and um, putting everything I've got into it. Good man. Yeah, it it feels like it. It really does. Like the writing is really, it's it's very well thought out, and it's very. Um, very, you, you can really feel your sort of passion for this behind the words uh, in a lot of places and it's it's yeah it's very clear I like it yeah thank you um, we talked about a lot of different stuff today man and again my apologies for not not being 100% yeah, I mean you're the one who's got COVID so I have no excuse <laughs> um, all good except, man it's just except the, the weariness of life that's my only excuse <laughs> yeah <laughs> the weariness of life like yeah, you're I'm sorry like can i get a medical exemption <laughs> i'm very wary of living <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. oh man but yeah that's we, we we found we found some interesting topics i think yeah um, there were some nuggets things, there conversations that are i think we're all aware in one way or another of these kind of themes mm-hmm. but v- verbalizing them talking them through um, and 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 continuing to refine what we do, so that we can be the best versions of ourselves, do the things we must do, um, mm. and ultimately create the artistic work and the creative work which defines us as human beings to tell the stories that we need to tell. Mm. It's kind of the the ongoing project is to do that I think while we're here alive on this planet yeah for a short period at this point um, so yeah a little bit far out our conversations tend to meander though and that's okay I think that's normal right for for conversations that would take place late at night you know when you've had a few beers sitting around a fire they are gonna your conversations are gonna veer off on there I mean, it's 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 good. I mean, it's it's you know. I was, so I went through, as I said, I went for a walk yesterday on the on the beach with a friend, and we were talking about work, like, and it was work, work, like, oh, you know, this or that. And I was like, man, and it, like, he's he's a younger guy. I love him, but um, I realised, I you know, we we just kind of get that out of our system, you know, like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about work for an hour or so, but then after that. That, that sort of mm. we're, we're literally sitting here on this massive cliff face watching the you know the, these forms and these islands emerging from the ocean and it's like 
that's there's no there's no words and only silence can fill that void and or only silence can can accompany you with something like that like what do you say oh, wow that's beautiful you <laughs> let me take a photo <laughs> like you just you just got to see it um and i think a lot of life is like that you can't take a photo of the sunset you just have to watch it mm. and as a photographer as a writer that's a that's a challenge and it can be problematic but but it can also be incredibly freeing when you sort of give yourself over to that and you say look i'm just going to experience this as it is without taking photos of it it's incredibly freeing it makes you feel great watch it in the first person yeah no 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 mediation no, no snapchat no hashtags no description sunset <laughs> hashtag sunset uh hashtag life yeah no um that's that's where things are going man and i look forward to um talking more about that so maybe we can wrap it up here um but i i do enjoy these conversations i look forward to them uh, they make a big difference and i um yeah i hope you uh, we can catch up about the first half of my book at some time again definitely uh, very soon. Soon. Yeah. sweet cool man thank you take care